Good morning. Today is Monday, July 6, 2020. Near the end of this week's Parsha, the Parsha Pinchas, we have a passage that is important on many different levels. Vatikravna Benos Tzalavchad. The daughters of Tzalavchad came close to Moshe and they asked the following question. Tzalavchad was a man. He had five daughters. And this is near the end of the 40 years in the desert. They're about to enter the land of Israel. We learn that the land of Israel will be divided among all of the men who will enter the land of Israel. But these five daughters, they come to motion, they say, our father passed away. He did not leave any sons. He left five daughters. So how will we inherit? It's a very good question. And after Moshe consults with Hashem, the answer will be that all five daughters inherit equally from their father. This establishes the way in which daughters are able to inherit from their father. That's a very important subject. We'll leave the discussion of that subject for another time. As they are asking the question, that is part of the question that they ask gives a little bit of the background of why they're asking this question. And they say as follows, Avinu meiz Bamidbar. Our father, Tzalafgad, was among those who left Egypt, but he died in the desert. Of course, you understand a lot of people died in the desert over the course of 40 years, but here's what they say. Avinu meiz Bamidbar. Our father died in the desert. V'hulo but he was not among the group that rebelled together with Korach. Now, I'm not sure why they add this detail. Maybe they figured that whoever was part of Korach's group who had rebelled against Moshe may be part of the punishment against Korach and his followers is that they would not share in the inheritance of the land of Israel. I don't know that that's true. I'm just guessing. But they say this. They add this detail. And then they add the following detail. They say, again, our father died in the desert. He was not part of Korach and his followers. Ki becheta'o mes. Rather, he died of his own sin. He died because of some serious sin that he did. Now, again, I don't know why they add this detail. It's not relevant to the question. I mean, the question has nothing to do with why Tzalafka died or how he lived. It simply has to do with the question if a man dies leaving only daughters, how will they inherit? So, I don't know why they, in their question, add this detail. But, once the Torah says he did not die because of, he was a follower of Korach, but he died because of his own sin, I'm sure a lot of us would like to know what was that sin. And the Torah does not tell us. The Torah does not tell us what that sin was. But the Gemara does. The Talmud does tell us. 
The Gemara says in Mesecta Shabbos, the tractate of Shabbos, the Gemara says, Makoshesh. A couple of weeks ago at the end of Parsha Shlach, there was a passage at the very end of the Parsha that said that a person did a terrible sin and that person was given Nebuch, God forbid, capital punishment. That was the sin and that was the punishment. There, the Torah does not mention any name. It just says Ish, a person. Says the Gemara, Makoshesh, this was Tzalafchad, that unnamed person at the end of Parsha Shlach who was punished with capital punishment, that was Tzalafchad, Divrei Rebbe Akiva. That's Rebbe Akiva's opinion. Now listen carefully. Amrlo Rebbe Yehuda ben Becerra. Rebbe Yehuda ben Becerra said to Rebbe Akiva after Rebbe Akiva identifies who that man was in Parsha Shlach? Akiva. Benkach, Benkach, whether you are right, whether you are wrong, you are going to have to answer for your words. You should not have said that. You were wrong. Because in Kidvarecha, if you are correct that that unnamed man is in fact Tzalafchad, the Torah hides his name. So why should you reveal it? And if you're wrong, and it happens that it was actually somebody else, then you are simply saying libel, something that is false, against the person who is a tzaddik. So, let's just review. We've discussed this many times, but since we have not yet conquered this problem, we still need to review it. There are two separate prohibitions when it comes to Lashon Hara, speaking negatively about other people. One is to say something negative about another person if it's true. That's prohibited. That's called Lashon Hara. And then there is another prohibition called Motsi Shemra, libel to say something negative about a person that is not true. Both of them are prohibited. So, what Rabbi Huda ben Seira is saying is, Akiva, Rabbi Akiva, either way, whether you're right or whether you're wrong, you violated a Torah prohibition. The problem is, well, the first problem is, I mean, come on, Rabbi Akiva was not gossiping. He was learning Chumash. He was explaining a Pasuk in the Torah. The Pasuk says, Ish Echad, a certain man, and Rabbi Akiva is giving an interpretation to explain what that Pasuk means, who it's talking about. And, by the way, uh, Rabbi Akiva was speaking over 1,000 years later after Tzlavcha died. Rabbi Kiva is the time of the Talmud. So how could it be prohibited to say something a thousand years after the person lived, number one, and number two, when you're only explaining the Pasuk in the Torah? But the next question seems a little bit more serious because the next question is, it would appear 
that the Torah itself violates this rule at the very beginning of our Parsha. At the very beginning of our Parsha, we learn about the aftermath of a terrible incident in last week's Parsha of Balak. The end of last week's Parsha, we ended off with a terrible act of immorality between one man and one woman, and that caused a plague. People died because of that. And then Pinchas steps in and he kills the offenders, this man and this woman that were committing this terrible sin in public, and the plague ends. That was the end of last week's Parsha. In this week's Parsha, the beginning of Parsha's Pinchas, named for this man who stepped in and stopped the plague, the Torah tells us as follows. V'shem ha'ish Yisrael, the name, it was an act of immorality between a Jewish man and a non-Jewish woman. V'shem ish Yisrael, the name of the Jewish man was Zimri ben Salu, Nasi Beisav. Lishimoni, his name was Zimri, the son of Salu. He was a Nasi, the prince of the tribe of Shimon. Veshem Haisha, and the name of the woman who was involved was Kazbi Bastsur, Kazbi, the daughter of Tsur, Rosh Umos Beis Av Bemidyanhu. Her father was a prince of the nation of Midian one of the non-Jewish nations on the eastern bank of the Jordan River. Why does the Torah tell us their names? Isn't that Lashon Hara? How is what the Torah does at the beginning of the Parsha any different than what Rabbi Akiva does a thousand years later in revealing the identity of Tzlovchad? So this is the question that Rashi is answering for us. Rashi does not verbalize the question, but from Rashi's comment, we can learn the answer. Rashi says, on the verse that the man who was killed by Pinchas was Zimri, and the woman who was killed was Cosby, Rashi says, Pinchas. This comes to teach us the praise of Pinchas. Even though the man that he killed was a prince, and also the woman that he killed was a princess, they were aristocratic, they were important, they were looked up to by others. He did not restrain himself in taking action against them because what they were doing was a terrible sin that desecrated God's name. No one is above the law. Every person is held accountable of low or high station. And that's a tremendously important lesson. No one is above reproach. No one is so great that we would say, well, let's just let that sin slide. Of course, there could be a situation where a person who is great 
does something and maybe there is a good reason for it that is not immediately obvious, that of course is possible. Maybe we should even assume that until we know otherwise. But when a clear sin is done, it doesn't matter how great the person is. In fact, I've shared this with you before. Rav Moshe Feinstein says, the greater the person, the greater the sin. Sometimes you hear when a person has committed, God forbid, some type of financial sin, fraud, tax evasion, some other what we call what is called white collar crime. Sometimes you'll hear the defense, well, he gave the money to Tzedakah. He only did it in order to give money to Tzedakah, says Ramosha Feinstein. Don't ever say that. That makes the sin worse. It would be better to say he gave in to his temptation. He wanted extra money. That's why he did it. That's a terrible sin. But to say that he did it because he wanted to give the money to Tzedakah, that's a worse sin because that involves the sin of Chil Hashem, of desecrating God's name. So we learn from the identity of the two victims that how great Pinchas was, and we learn this lesson that no one is above the law, a tremendously important lesson. The Chavetz Chaim, Rabbi Yisrael Mer of, Kad, of, of uh, Rabbi Yisrael Mer Kagan of Radin, I apologize, is best known to us as the one who devoted his life to teaching us not to speak Lashon Hara. But he also teaches us when we are not only allowed, but required to say something negative about another person. And this is a category that he calls Lashon Hara Eles. When there is something negative to say about another person, of course we're talking about when it's true, but when there is a constructive positive purpose. Concerning Tzalafchad, there's no positive purpose. What do we learn to say that back in Parshas uh, uh, Shlach, that the person that was killed, his name was Tzalafchad? What do we learn from that? We don't learn any lesson from that. And therefore, it's just salacious gossip. It's the Shon Hara. And even the great Rabbi Akiva is criticized for revealing his name. But in our Parsha, there's a very constructive purpose. There's a very important lesson to learn. The fact that they are identified, this man and this woman are identified, and identified as aristocratic people, as important people, and still Pinchas took his action against them, teaches us a fundamental principle of Jewish law, that no one is above the law. We can only know that. We can only learn that lesson that no one is above the law if we know the identity of Zimri and Cosby. And we know the fact of their high aristocratic station. And that's why what Rabbi Akiva said was wrong, according to Rabbi Yudav what the Torah says at the beginning of the parsha is permitted. Now the fact is there are other guidelines in this category of Lashon Hara Toelis. For example, you're not allowed to exaggerate what you say. You have to make sure that the negative thing you're going to say is relevant to the situation at hand and is said to the person who it is relevant for. It has to be a situation where there is no other way to convey that information. 
It must be, in your best judgment, a fact that is necessary for a certain decision to be made, not irrelevant, something that is not already known or could not be known in another way. So there are a number of different guidelines that go along with being able to share Lashon Haralato Ellis, and a person has to learn these guidelines and to know them in detail in order to be able to say something. Because these kinds of questions come up all the time. Someone asks you your opinion about uh, a shidduch, about a possible match. What are you allowed to say? What are you not allowed to say? What are you required to say? A person asks you about the suitability of a certain person for a specific job or some other question. These questions come up all the time. If it is Loto Eles, if there is a constructive purpose and it is within all of the guidelines that we need to study again in depth and in detail in order to know how to apply them, then we are not only allowed but required to say it. But if it is not, if it does not fit into those guidelines, then we are prohibited from saying something negative, even when it is true, no matter how trivial, no matter how far in the past it may be. Imagine the great Rebbe Akiva and simply for explaining a posik in the Torah, Asid Litain Esadin, he is held accountable. So where does that put us? My friends, first of all, be very careful to all of us what we do say and what we do not say. We can cause terrible problems by what we do say and we can also ter cause terrible, terrible problems by what we do not say when we ought to speak up. So be careful. Have a wonderful day, and I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person.